everybody. Hello, friends. Hello, people who are tuning in maybe for the first time to the Blake Benz podcast. want to welcome you back to another great episode, and I am excited, as always, to be talking today about the social networks that we surround ourselves with, as well as the relationships we develop with other people. I have been, uh, well, if, if you know me well, you know that I typically swear off social media uh, in every form uh, explicitly. I, I do not like social media, and I think it's because it is a direct contrast to who I am as a person. One of my personal values is authenticity. I really believe in being authentic. I really believe in in saying exactly what I think and being open about what I believe, and I feel like social media is everything opposite to that, especially now that I am in, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur now. I mean, now that I'm a business owner, it's been really intriguing seeing my, you could call it competition, you could call it just other people in the entrepreneurial space. It's it's interesting how many people I see taking pictures in front of Lamborghinis or in front of mansions or my personal favorite was a guy who was telling me about how he would go to the richest neighborhood and go to the house that didn't appear to have anyone in it or nobody's home or maybe they're out at work and he would go film himself in front of the house and as if to try to imply that that was his house or uh, that he 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 knew the person who owned the house or like it was a close friend. And so that sounds a little extreme, but I have found that especially in the business world that, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, shady marketing at its finest. You have people who are predatory and they are trying to manipulate people based on superficial things like money, power, success, and what have you. And I, I wanted to put this podcast together last week, but I actually, my business... It's been kind of wild how busy things have been churning up over the last couple of weeks. I try to put out a, a podcast episode every couple of weeks. Uh, that's not right. I try to put out a couple of podcasts every week or so, usually on Mondays and Fridays. And this is my, today's Thursday. It's actually Valentine's Day. And this is my first podcast in about 10 days. My last one was last Monday. And uh, I just, my week last week was so crazy busy, uh, probably more meetings in one week than I've had in a really long time uh, that I thought, well, I just won't do my Friday podcast. I'll push it to Monday. And then sure enough, this week also ended up being really busy. I tried putting this podcast together yesterday and I had to get a cavity filled and apparently lidocaine makes it very challenging to actually enunciate and talk clearly on a microphone. And so after about 10 minutes of trying to put that episode together, I just decided, you know what, this is probably not worth anybody's time. So having said that, uh, before I dive into our topic of conversation today, a little bit of a plug about my business. Uh, if you are somebody who you are wanting to learn more about leadership, you're wanting to learn more about business, let's say you're somebody who you want some really practical examples of what not to do or even what business owners out there are trying or not trying, a reminder that I do put out a weekly newsletter. You can actually get on that newsletter by messaging me on social media, or you can message me at blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. 
That newsletter goes out every Friday at the end of the business day. And usually it's it's nothing fancy. It's nothing salesy. It's actually usually I take three topics of conversation from either my customers, clients, or just meaningful interactions I've had that week. And I turn those those interactions into just a really easy uh, key point, a really easy takeaway. Uh, it's pretty pretty um, easy to understand. It's nothing long. It's a pretty short newsletter, but it's it's proven to be kind of useful for people who are receiving it who've been telling me this is really helpful. This is really great. It's great seeing some no fluff, uh, real examples of of uh, hopefully good advice, uh, but also just things to avoid if you're a business owner, but also just a person in life. It's a good thing to avoid. In terms of the podcast, it's been exciting to see the podcast grow and, and do well. Uh, it's been pretty incredible to go from zero listeners to uh, a lot more listeners. Uh, unfortunately, I can't see my exact listeners, but I'm around 750 listens, uh, and every episode gets around, I don't know, uh, 60 to 75 uh, different downloads on it. And so I'm excited to, I, I don't know why, but apparently there's people out there who find some kind of value in listening to this. And so I am. I'm. I feel privileged and humbled to be able to be providing uh, some kind of insights and encouragement to people who listen, but but also hopefully something that is is just meaningful in some way for uh, you, the listener, who either you're listening to this at home, or maybe you're on a car ride somewhere, or you're driving to work, or you know maybe you're one of the many people who have that long commute and you just want something of value to listen to. So having said that, I appreciate you. I appreciate my listeners. Thanks so much for your support. And I think I'm just saying this again out of we're around mid-February. And and I just, again, I just feel really humbled and I feel privileged to be able to have a voice into people's lives and to be able to help people. And, you know, as a, as a person who, you know, I guess I'm a true millennial because all I really care about is making a difference. And it's, it's been uh, a real blessing to feel like I'm making a difference. Uh, so thank you so much for that opportunity. Now, my conversation for today, it, it is something that I have, I feel like in some ways it is a little personal because I want to talk about social networking, but also it's very practical. And especially if you're somebody who you're new to sales, uh, you have recently come into a sales role. Or you're somebody who you you fill a position in your business that involves you selling in some way. A good example of that would be at my previous firm. You know, I was a a coach, I was a facilitator, and so my my job title was not salesperson, but every client that I had was someone that I had to go out and essentially sell to and convince that I had something meaningful for that person, right? So in the same way, I, today, you know, you may not be a salesperson per se, but hopefully there'll be something of value that will help you understand the selling process and help you understand how to do sales the right way. But also, if you're not business inclined whatsoever, I want to talk today about what does it really mean to have valuable, meaningful relationships with people. And what's got me thinking about this is... I have I have just been and I don't mean this in a critical way. I've just been really disappointed with See see we live we live in a time where we are more connected than ever. More connected than ever before in the history of our world. 
I can. I mean, and even even beyond like the practicalities of te- technology. I mean, I I can text someone in a moment's notice and have them receive it. I mean, email has totally been transformed into now texting's the new email, right? Where we can message people and communicate with people in a moment's notice, right? Not only that, that you know, our our video technology is so cool that we can connect with anyone in the world at any given time. And I remember at my previous firm, we had this client who was in another country. And I remember video calling that client and just how, you know, again, in, in a moment's notice, I can be connected with someone and it's not like a 15 second delay or really a, a blurry video image, but I can connect with someone and we both have crystal clear video images and it's incredibly simple to do. And you could even do it through a free service like Zoom, Google Meet, what have you. It's it's just it's it's incredible how easy it is to connect with people today. Beyond that, we have this social media culture where everyone really puts their life on display. You know, you can go through people's pictures. In fact, a lot of times as I get to meet new business owners or I get to meet with new entrepreneurs. Eventually, someone might friend me on Facebook, and my first thought is, I do not have what some people would call a tidy Facebook page. You know, it's not something that I do content on. I've never really cared about my Facebook page. I've never really cared about my Facebook profile, and so I don't really upload pictures to it. And so if you dive into my pictures or my photos, chances are you're going to see photos from like five years ago or 10 years ago even. And for me, it's just kind of like whatever. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I I just don't even really think much about it except for when, you know, the random business person friends me and I'm like, do you know what you're getting into, right? (laughs) So having said that, you know, we live in this culture that you have your life on display. You can reach anybody at any, any given notice Man, I even saw this video, it was some video on the internet of this guy who had lost like 200 pounds. I mean, he had gone down from like 380 or 400 down to uh, 180 or, or right under 200. It was just an incredible story. Well, I searched his his name on Facebook and actually started having a conversation with this guy and just was telling him, man, that was such an inspirational video. Man, I loved it. Great job. Congratulations. And and he responded to me and we were just, he has a dog named Fifi. I mean, I, <laughs> I started learning just this random information about this person, but I just thought to myself, how cool is it? We live in a day that you can connect with anyone at any given time, right? It's just, it just kind of blows my mind. Well, Today's podcast, I'm not really looking just to just to admire technology. I I've been noticing some things and and I think what 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 really bothers me about social media, about Facebook, about the age we live in is that on one hand, we have more opportunity to be connected than ever before in the history of our world. And yet there are people who are desperately alone, lonely, and fighting battles and struggles without anyone knowing about it. And I'm not even, you know, I'm not trying to do like the cliche, like everyone's fighting a struggle, even some, you know, because we we all, we all go through tough times. We all go through tough things. It's, 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 it just kind of, you would think, I guess, that with more opportunity to be connected, you would find people are less and less isolated. 
But what I'm learning about people, however, is that despite all of these things that seem to be just totally superficial and unreal, you know, they are inauthentic, you have people who are isolated from one another. And a good example I I would have of this is the person who has like 22,000 LinkedIn connections or like the person who has like 5,000 Facebook friends. You know, how many of those people are actually true friends in their lives? And I guess what I'm getting at is that if we're going to be successful people, no, I mean, life is hard enough on its own. People cannot do it alone. We need people. And this is a, this is a, a conversation point that goes beyond extrovert or introvert. It goes beyond, do I like people or not like people? I, I firmly believe that no one is individually strong enough to oppose the natural adversity of life without people. You know, when I think about things that, that people are going through, I guess I get surprised as to the things that even people who are relatively sociable people, I guess I get surprised as to how isolated we make ourselves from other people. In fact, I, I remember... I was part of this couples group and it was a a weekly or maybe it was bi-weekly. It was this group meeting where couples would get together and we would talk about our marriages and uh it was a Christian group so we talk about we would talk about uh God and you know what does a a really healthy marriage look like and I remember and there's a lot of ways you can break down this story that I'm about to tell. I, I remember after about 8 months there was a couple that I didn't really know very well and they announced that they were getting divorced and that they were just really unhappy with each other and that they were going their separate ways. And I remember there were people in the group who felt um, felt really, uh, they wanted to go to bat for this couple, right? And so they were like, suddenly there was all of this urgency and effort to, to um, keep them from getting a divorce and I think what was so sad to me about that whole process is, is, is obviously, you know, you don't want anyone to get divorced because, because there's a lot of heartache that comes with that, especially if they have kids, which this couple did. There's just a lot that's challenging for a child who then breaks up in, uh, or, or excuse me, who grows up in a broken up home. I mean, it just brings all of these dynamics that are just really challenging for a child. And so... You know, thinking that through, what was so sad to me was this couple's been in our group for nine months and they're obviously struggling. They're struggling to the point that now they've decided that divorce is the right option. And this is a group that is designed around how do we have healthier, stronger marriages, stronger emotionally. Uh, stronger in terms of of how we look at each other, how we treat each other. You know, it's it's basically how do you take this close relationship and manage it in a way that it flourishes, right? And what was so sad to me was two things. One, you have this couple who has announced that they're getting a divorce. And over the nine-month span across all of these conversations, there was never a moment where they said, guys, we need help. We need help. What are, we, we don't know what we're doing. We need help. But maybe the thing that bothers me more or the thing that makes me feel really guilty and it makes me feel really 
challenged. And, you know, I let me say this. My podcast, I try to keep relatively upbeat and encouraging, but but even as I'm, I'm talking right now, I can't help but feel just this weight of, of um, it's not necessarily guilt. It's, it's a weight of responsibility of, of, of how I missed the mark. I think about nine months with this couple, and I never once asked the question, how's your marriage? How are things going? I mean, these aren't, these aren't total strangers. These aren't people that, you know, they would say, well, how dare you ask such a personal question? <laughs> these are people who I'm, I'm spending time with every, every week or every other week. And I never really pierced through the superficial conversation points of how's the weather? How are things going? You know, uh, how's, how's your love life? How's your kid doing? You know, I never really broached that topic, I guess, because I didn't really want to go deep, right? I, I guess I just didn't really, maybe I just didn't really care. Maybe that's the hard truth I need to swallow that I just genuinely did not really care. And the shame of all of this is that once they've once they've determined they want to get a divorce, now everyone is urgent. Now everyone is involved. Now everyone is like, let's help you with your marriage. And I just think, I look back to that and I think, man, we missed the mark. Those conversations should have started six months ago, nine months ago, not when they've announced a really challenging decision that a lot of people don't agree with. You know, that's that's where you fall into the trap of being a uh, a legislator of what are the right actions and wrong actions rather than being genuinely someone who cares for and invests in the relationships around you. You know, and I have the same feelings of responsibility when I remember when I was working at a restaurant and there was a guy who who kind of got on my nerves and I, I kind of wrote him off and I kind of just thought, man, this guy's kind of a bummer to be around. And and there were there were plenty of opportunities. I mean, I, I say that I'm an encouraging person and I say that I like to help people, but this one person I kind of just was just like, I guess in my mind I thought, you know, he's not worthy of my help or my encouragement or whatever arrogant thought I could have. Well, long story short, and I told you I'm I'm realizing this podcast isn't going to be very upbeat. Long story short. This person ended up committing suicide. He took his own life. And I, I just remember feeling such a burden of, man, why didn't I take the time to invest in that relationship? And I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, it's again, we, we live in a culture where you have so much opportunity to connect with people, and yet we do not connect with people. We do not seek the authentic real relationships to surround ourselves with these relationships that better us that improve us that that move us forward in life i've always loved the quote that you're the average of your five closest friends which which means something if you don't even have five friends right i mean it means something if you're not even making the effort and 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 sometimes i think that with these social networks that we have we, we fall into the trap of believing that they are actually something meaningful, that they take the place of real relationships, and they make us believe that we have those real relationships when really, when really we don't. You know, really we don't have meaningful, lasting relationships. And I think what, and this is even true about 
myself and my wife is that, you know, there are relationships worth having, but because we are so relationally lazy, we don't seek out those relationships. I mean, there's people who, you know, I, one way I like to think of it is there are people who I will make time for, you know, like someone, for example, like a client that I want to sell to or a prospective client. There's people that I will turn the world upside down to meet with. But if there's someone who I don't perceive them as having something valuable to offer me, I will get arrogant or have my ego or I will refuse to meet with that person or I'll make up whatever, be it, man, I'm just so busy this week, right? Instead of making a legitimate effort to someone who you could have even maybe a greater impact on than anyone else. Or another way I like to think of it is, you know, I work with a lot of business owners and really in a moment's notice, I can have a a meeting, a lunch, I can have a coffee, a meeting scheduled with any of these people over this week or next week. I can have it. I can have the email, the call, the phone, text, whatever sent out, and I can have it scheduled in a moment's notice for the next two weeks. But then when it comes to other relationships that I have, somehow we never have time. Or someone will tell me, oh, I'm just so busy, man. Oh, I'm just so busy. You know, you're not too busy to have five months of waiting time to actually sit down and connect with someone. And so I think the first takeaway that I would encourage you to think about today are are the value of the relationships that you surround yourself with. And do you really have meaningful relationships that you are investing in? The second thing, and I think this is, it's, it's an outcome that's come from this uh, unrelation, it's, it's, it's this unrelational, it's this inauthentic, this disingenuous or fake uh, appearance of, it's, it's the facade of a real deep social network. I think it's also proves to be a problem for people who are in the selling world. And this might be a little bit more of the practical side of things as we, as we dive into this topic. I will meet business owners sometimes who are so lured into the trap of social media that when we talk about their business, and let's say, for example, they have a really dysfunctional business model. And I was telling someone, if you get my newsletter, I mentioned it on here, I think. I was telling someone about this of a guy who sold bedazzled leather wristbands. And he was frustrated that he was not getting any customers. And I told the story to a friend of mine, and he was like, well, maybe that would have been great 10 years ago when Nickelback, you know, was really popular. I don't know about now, though. Well, so as him and I are talking, he says, I just don't understand what's going wrong because I've sent like a thousand messages on Facebook and I haven't been able to get a single customer. See, this is a person who has so fallen into the trap of social media that they feel like this is the medium to get their customers because 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 here's 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 a good way to think about this the way you grow business for your business the way you get clients and customers is to offer something one of total value to them and two you offer it as someone who is uh not even i wouldn't even they don't even have to know you're reputable they just have to know you're real they have to know that you are offering something authentic and I think it's actually why whenever customers buy from me, one of the number one things they say about me is you are very authentic. 
And I, I think the reason that has become such a competitive advantage for me is because we live in a very superficial, inauthentic world. So your customers don't need to see a really catchy Facebook post or or as I talk to some of my customers, they, they don't need that perfectly written script or copy or, you know, just the the perfect, you know, the perfect lines that catch their attention. These people, what they need is they need a real offer of something that actually has value to it. And what I've noticed in the social media culture is that rather than understanding so for example, this young gentleman who is selling these bedazzled uh, leather wristbands, rather than understanding that what he's offering is simply not something of value, and rather than pivoting and saying, okay, how do we offer something of value now? This person is is looking at all the wrong things. It's it's I'm using social media incorrectly. I'm I'm using I'm using Instagram incorrectly, or I've sent a thousand messages. I guess I need to send a thousand more messages. It's actually why when I talk to like realtors, for example, and they're frustrated with uh, Zillow, and they're like, man, I paid to have my name on Zillow. Well, the reason you're frustrated is because you're just another name on Zillow. You know, these people who send messages. I mean, I've actually, I have never, ever, 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 ever heard a story of a super successful business owner who says, you know what? I sent out 2000 LinkedIn messages and sure enough, people were like, wow, I'm so glad you messaged me. Yes, I do want to buy your services. What I have heard though, I have a friend of mine who he works with an SEO company and before that he was uh, running his own company and he was telling me about some of the clients he's had, which are really big name clients. And I was like, wow, how did you get that client? How did you do that? Like, what was the email you sent? Like, how did you get that first phone call with them? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just emailed him and said, hey, uh, you know, my name's Alex and I I like your company and think you guys do a great job. And hey, if you if you guys need help with your website or SEO or whatever, I mean, I'd love to help. You know, I'd love to be someone in your corner and hey, just think of me, you know. And these companies, it's like in the sea of just random, inauthentic copy, script, whatever written messages, this person stood apart from everything else and they said, okay, I like this. I like this person who's being authentic, who seems like a real person. I I want to work with this person. Yeah, let's do it. It's like uh, on the side, so I have my, my coaching business now and I work with small business owners, I work with entrepreneurs, work with startups, and I'm basically, I'm trying to help them get their flywheel uh, get the momentum going, especially as they're bringing on staff people. I'm, I'm trying to help them build the foundation and the culture they need to be super profitable and super successful. Well, on the side, I also help and work with coaches and help coaches understand, you know, how do you build an actually profitable uh, coaching business? How do you do this the right way? Well, once again, the issue that I see a lot of coaches doing is they are sending these messages through Facebook. They're saying things like, you know, uh, it's it's just the perfectly written. You've seen it. You've totally seen it. You've gotten the message before. Um, you know, they, they put in like the line of, I did this business to a million dollars or I'm super successful and I'd love to help you. And it's very, it's very self-oriented rather than you oriented. And I think if people just cut the BS, 
uh, and, and actually what I was even going to say was the most sales that I've gotten or the most attention even that I've gotten from like ads that I run have been ads that have not been perfectly written. They've just been me saying, hey, yeah, uh, stop wasting your time on this. And if you want more help, send me a message. Sure. Yeah, let's talk. Let's chat. You know, it's like it's like when I took away all of and you know what's here's here's the mind boggling thing. I put up an ad uh, a few days ago and it just was totally direct. I didn't like really think about it. I just said, you know, here's the deal. This is what you got to do for your business. Stop doing this dumb stuff, you know, whatever. Well, I had people messaging me being like, who's your marketer? Who's the person who's writing your ads? This is some this is some good written. I mean, <laughs> I the, the time that I actually decided not to do any of the BS or fall into the trap of the perfect script, copy or whatever, that's actually when people were like, hey, you have my attention. This is interesting. I want to know more, right? And it's actually, you know, it's, 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 I see, I see salespeople falling into this trap as well because they go to the sales meeting and it's like, what's the thing I need to say to get the sale? And it's like, if you took the pressure off yourself to make the sale and instead you committed to actually developing a relationship with this person, that in and of itself will lead to the sale because the number one barrier to the sale is trust. It actually has very little to do with the value of, of, in terms of like the price of it. It actually has very little to do with, you know, what's the actual cost. Surprisingly enough, when people believe that you actually can take them from point A to point B, it's actually less about price at that point. They just want the outcome. They want the result. And in fact, if they really believe firmly in the result, they'll pay, they'll, they'll pay prices that maybe you didn't even expect them to pay. The number one barrier to the sell is the trust factor. They don't believe you. They either don't believe your outcome or they don't believe you are who you say you are. Which is why it's so important whenever I meet with people, you know, maybe even the first meeting, the conversation of the cell doesn't even come up. A lot of times, actually, I have people that I meet with several times, several times before I ever say, hey, you know, you've mentioned this a lot of times. That's something I could probably help you with. You know, there's things that I, I you know, I'm looking for that authentic relationship where the trust factor is there before I go straight to the cell. And I think, I think if, if I was to, you know, wrap this all up in a, a tidy point of conversation, the best thing you can do for yourself, or if you're a business owner, the best thing you can do for your business would be to seek out real, authentic relationships. It would be to be someone who you want those meaningful relationships in life. It's not only for the sake of your business, it's, it's just for the sake of you as a person. And, I, and I, I, I just feel like life is challenging in and of itself for us to try to go through it alone or without help. And, you know, as even I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm even navigating some thoughts internally for myself of, of, you know, you have those people who they post on social media trying to get as much attention as possible. Maybe, maybe the issue is like we as people, we just, we don't want to be perceived as attention getters. Right. And so I remember my wife and I, we were going through something really challenging and we had to go to the doctor. And, uh, as, as we got some bad news, as we got some bad news, we, uh, we just kind of told each other, you know, Hey, well, you know, we don't, let's not tell anyone we'll be okay. It's fine. And 
as we were at the hospital, our closest friends who we didn't tell them we were at the hospital, they were just coincidentally also at the hospital. They see us at the hospital and they're like, uh, what, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> so I don't know if that was God's way of being like, I'm not going to let you be isolated here. But I even think about to myself the times that I have felt low or I have felt like I'm struggling with things or, or even as like I've come into challenges with my business. I feel like I'm really failing in this one area. It's amazing to me how that recognition of the issue that I'm facing always gets paired with a resistance to reach out to other people. So maybe it's ego. Maybe it's my own ego. Maybe I don't, maybe I just don't want to be that person who says, I don't have all my crap together and I'm totally falling apart. <laughs> maybe that's our issue. You know, maybe we wish we as a culture, we just don't like to be vulnerable. Maybe it's because we've romant, especially man, especially related to business, we've really romanticized entrepreneurship. I was talking to a guy today who was talking about how he's built this really successful software company, and it took him three years to actually become profitable. Three years, when really what we see on Facebook or Instagram or whatever are these people who talk about these overnight success stories. Uh, I saw one guy. He said how I went from selling bottled water on a street corner to a multi-million dollar marketing agency. You know, they, they put these things in here because they're trying to romanticize success and try to, you know, it's, it's, it's they bypass the real struggles that people go through. And so maybe it's ego, maybe it's pride, maybe it's a, a, a unwilling to be vulnerable. But what I know to be true in my life is when I have I have I cannot think of a single moment in my life that I've regretted putting my ego aside. And so my encouragement to you today would be to be willing to be vulnerable. And if we live if we truly live in a culture that has more technical or technological opportunity to connect than ever before, don't miss that opportunity for yourself, for your business develop meaningful relationships, seek out those meaningful relationships and rely on people to get you through tough stuff. Again, life is hard enough alone. Let's not do it alone, right? Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I will do my best to be a little bit uh, more up-to-date on my podcast episodes. Uh, excited for the next one I have coming up. I'll either put it up either later this week or on uh, Monday of next week. As always, if you have feedback, if you have questions, if you just want to have a conversation, you can always reach out to me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com, and I try to be uh, as as prompt as possible in getting back to those emails. Thanks so much for your support. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you all later. See ya.